Hello, my fellow Americans. Welcome to Post Game Adjustments. I'm your host, Lenny. It is Thursday night, November the 5th, around 9.31 p.m. So I want to apologize for getting this episode out late. Uh, as always, as, as I've told you in the past, this is more of a labor of love. I enjoy doing this just for the, uh, the fun of it. And um, wasn't able to really get to it till tonight, until tonight. So I will make a better effort for myself to uh, get this done earlier. So the game on Sunday is at 3 o'clock or 3.45. So I'm going to try to get this out probably either Sunday evening or Monday night, depending on what's going down Sunday afternoon. So I'm sure most of you have been really paying attention to the election this week. Uh, a little surprised by how crazy it is, but then at the same time, I don't know why I'm surprised. Uh, let's look at the last four years, for example. It's been pretty chaotic, if you want to be honest. Uh, hasn't been your typical, normal uh, presidential term. But uh, Tuesday was the day to make a decision if we wanted four more years of that or decided, or, or we decided we want someone else to come in and uh, take over. So... I uh, I don't claim to be a very political person. Uh, I probably watch CNN once every four years when the presidential election is happening. I do get kind of excited about the presidential election. I think it's kind of cool. Um, but this year, you know, with COVID, a lot of mail-in ballots, a lot of early ballots, a lot of absentee ballots, ballots. So who knows what the hell is going on, to be honest with you. And um, me personally, I don't believe either one of them is really worth voting for. That's my own opinion. Um, and again, I'm not very political, so I don't know everything they've done, all the good things that's happened, all the bad things they've done in the past. I frankly don't give a damn. Uh, but I went for the lesser of two evils, and uh, that's how I voted. That's what I thought. So, But enough of that. Uh, I will say in closing in regards to the election, I just hope that whoever wins, for God's sake, we are able to get this country turned around. It's... You know, if anything, this has been an embarrassment for this nation, and um, this nation needs some rebuilding. It needs some somebody to come in and, and, and bring some unity to a lot of chaotic situations that have happened. Um, you know, COVID being a big one, like that. The, the next, if Biden wins, he's 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 coming into a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but let's get talking about these Dallas Cowboys. Not really sure I want to spend a lot of time on last week's game. Uh, it was better than I expected. I really thought that Philly was going to destroy us, just just straight up. Uh, so much so that I actually started Carson Wentz at, on my fantasy team. I figured Dallas D wasn't going to be able to stop him. Um, I figured he was going to put up six touchdowns, you know, 400-something yards, no interceptions. Lo and behold, he throws two interceptions, fumbles. They fumble twice, and Dallas has four takeaways, which is shocking. Um, but I think the main focus of that game is ultimately on Danucci and what he did or what he didn't do. Um, I'll be the first to admit I was excited Uh been a long time since I felt that that excitement, that desire, that want to watch a game. 
uh, and really just just really pay attention to what was going on, what was happening. Uh, after I saw him come in the last part of the game uh, before last week uh, against the Red, whoa, <laughs> Woo. the football team, the Washington football team, uh, and saw him throw that ball to Cooper, I thought, I, man, I was excited about that. I was very pumped about that, wondering, is this is this the start of something new? Did they uh they they get away with another one? Uh, did they find somebody again? And lo and behold, that is not the case. Uh, he is a if at best <clears throat> a severe project. I'm I'm even doubting he belongs in the NFL. Just to be honest with you, it just didn't look good. The game looked too fast for him, too big for him. And I don't think it really helped that they were trying to do these cutesy plays. They were doing a lot of reverses, a lot of wildcat. Just just basically telling Philly, listen, we can't do shit in the passing game with this guy back here. We can't do a damn thing. So we're going to run double reverses. We're going to do wildcat. We're going to put him out as a receiver. And hopefully, hopefully there'll be a hole that this offensive line will somehow make and, and we'll be able to, to get some yardage, if God forbid, if not a touchdown. Because God knows the last time we scored a touchdown. But surprisingly, Dallas did lead in overall total yards. They had 265 to 222 by the Eagles. That's, that shows how bad the Eagles are. And <clears throat> I have to be honest with you, Dalton's playing. I, uh... I think I think Dallas wins. I honestly do. I, I think they win the game. If Dak's playing, forget about it. That's a blowout. And uh, I'm not. Again, as I've said on the show many a time, I'm not a massive Dak Prescott fan. But when it comes to playing that team that the Cowboys played on Sunday, Dak would have destroyed them. It would have been a convincing Dallas win. And at the end of the day, at this point in the season. Are we going into tank mode? I mean, let's be honest. Are we looking at a situation? Number one, <laughs> before I, I move into that, that, tank, that tank thought here, um, Ben Ducci was 21 of 40 for 180 yards, 52.5% completion rate, and a QBR of 67.1. No business making that guy throw 40 times. Shame on the offensive coordinator. Shame on Mike McCarthy. Shame on the offensive game plan. Why are we letting or making this guy throw the ball 40 times? You have what you consider to be, based on what you paid him, the number one running back in the NFL in the backfield. Now, we can talk about how he's not that anymore. That Dallas made a big mistake by signing him to that long-term contract. And honestly, I have to agree. I think at the time... As with any star player on the team, you get frustrated with the organization because you're like, what the heck are you doing? Sign the guy. You need him. Uh, and I don't think that was the right decision now as you look back. And then that's what worries me about the whole Dak situation, the Dak contract. Like, is it the right thing to do? Is this guy the answer? Is he a quarterback that makes people better? Or is he a product of what's around him? I tend to be on the side of he's more of a product of what's around him. If you put great talent around him, he will look above average. 
if you put mediocre talent around him, he will be a mediocre quarterback. You're going to be stuck paying a, a quarterback $40 million with mediocre play when you can't sign people to help. Unless you're just knocking it out of the park with the draft. And I think we can see we can say that sometimes this team does it. They're pretty consistent. But are you going to be able to do it year after year after year? Because, I mean, with $40 million. I, other contracts will fall off eventually. But then you've got the <laughs> potential for dead money. Um, my biggest fear of being a fan of this team and living through the cap hell that we lived through a few years ago is getting back into that same situation. Um, but, again, back to Danucci. No way in God's earth this guy should have been thrown 40 times. Just no way. And, number one, even if he would have had the time, some of his throws were so off target, it was laughable. And I hate laughing at the guy. Because I wanted him to do well. I wanted this to be one of those those unicorn situations where we just found this guy and like, oh, do we need Dak? Do we need Dak back with Danucci? Um, plus a little personal thing. He's Italian. I'm Italian. So I, uh, it was nice to see an Italian back there. I, uh, for the longest time, thought Roma was and come to find out he wasn't. A little heartbroken when that happened. No offense but to Roma by any means, but I took it a little personal. A little personal myself. Cedric Wilson actually was back there for a play, but he didn't throw it. That was another busted play. Zeke had a pretty decent game, 19 attempts, 63 yards, average 3.3. No, wasn't that decent. That's pretty bad, actually. Pollard was in for seven runs for 40 yards. A little bit. Let me ask you a question. When Pollard's in the game, he seems to make things happen. I don't know if it's just that extra burst of speed. I don't know if he's as elusive as Zeke or if he's as as nimble or crafty as Zeke. It's just more like straight-on speed. But an offensive line that that, that sucks, for lack of a better word, you need someone that's going to be able to hit it and go. And Pollard Pollard gives you that. I just don't understand why we're not doing more two-back sets with both of them back there, you know? Um, let's try it out. Let's see what's happening. Put one in motion. Do a, do a do a reverse. I know they did one to Pollard. And he got some pretty decent yardage on that during the game. But man, let's be creative. We're gonna put Danucci out at wide receiver and Zeke in the Wildcat. What the heck? Why, why, why can't we go a two back set? And if they're doing it, do it more. I haven't noticed it. So if someone's out there like, hey, idiot, they're doing it. I haven't seen it. You know, and I've watched it every game. So might have missed it once or twice when I was going to the bathroom or something, but. Ben DiNucci had five attempts at 22 yards. He had a better average than uh, than Zeke. Good Lord. CeeDee Lamb had one for 19. It was a nice play to open up the game. Receiving-wise, man, I'm going to start out with Cooper. Cooper disappeared. Now, I don't know if it's a product of him disappearing or a product of DiNucci sucking and not being able to get the ball off in time and not having any chance to do anything with that offensive line in front of him. But... Cooper's got to come up more than that. I mean, Gallup was our leading receiver with seven receptions for 61 yards. Seems Danucci has a, uh, a comfortable uh, comfortable stance when it comes to Gallup. I think he likes throwing him the ball for some reason. Dalton Schultz again coming up. Is Dalton Schultz not probably the best find of the season that we weren't – the best find that we weren't expecting, right? We thought Jarwin was going to be some stuff this year, and unfortunately he got injured. But Schultz kind of showing like, hey, I'm not bad. And basically what I'm thinking is – 
we've kind of solidified our tight end position for the next couple of years. Jarwin comes back next year and Schultz is there. Schultz is not bad. Is Schultz going to be an all-pro? Who knows? Probably not. I don't think Jarwin's going to be one either. But can he be consistent? Can he be a third down threat, a red red zone threat? Well, I'm I'm thinking he can, and and we'll see there. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, four receptions for 27 yards. As long as it was for 12, so that means there were three of them that were basically divided up by uh, 13 yards, or divided into 13 yards, so or 15 yards, my bad. The Pollard, two for 24, and then Zeke, one for 10. So a pretty bad offensive day overall when you look at it. 132 yards passing, 133 yards rushing. Seven penalties. Time of possession, Dallas won that, 32 to 27. First down, surprisingly, Dallas had 21. Philly had 18. And then overall total yards, as stated earlier, 265 to 222. So neither team was uh, winning anybody any fantasy points. I, I can definitely tell you that. Now, defensively, I was a little surprised by the defense. The defense, defense kept us in that game. And... It looked like D-Law came to play. I'll give him some props. Uh, definitely uh, saw some Sean Lee in there, but if I'm not mistaken, I uh, and I might have heard this wrong. I'm not sure, but I think he might have might have tweaked an injury or, or might have gotten injured in that game again. I didn't see too much of him after a couple of, a couple of series, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Jalen seems to be coming back into his own, even though the stats only happened with one tackle. One tackle, one sack, one forced fumble. Uh, man, that's that's not good. That's not good when you got your uh, you put a lot of hope in him. I will say the leader of the defense, once again, was Trayvon Diggs. I think Dallas hit hit something. Uh, definitely hit it out of the park with him. Um, he's still getting beat. He's still adjusting to the speed of the NFL. Um, he'll continue to get beat this season, and then probably somewhat next year as well. But. I think you have a definite, a nice piece there. A nice piece to put in this puzzle. A good starting piece of the puzzle for this defense. Uh, that needs a lot of work, a lot of help. Um, obviously, I think when you think about who we can keep on this defense, I mean, D-Law, we're going to have to keep him because of the contract. Uh, Van Der Esch, as long as Van Der Esch can stay healthy, let's keep him. I think he's, he's, he's going to be good. Uh, got to worry about his contract in the near future. But with injuries, we'll see if maybe we can get a good Jalen Smith deal with him. Uh, Sean Lee's got to go. I mean, it's time for him to go to coaching. Um, Aldo Smith, I'm interested in signing. I don't know how much it would take. We, he might price us out. Or he, we might get priced out. He might have to go elsewhere to make money. Um, at his age, he's probably going to be looking for the most he can get, being that he's been out of the NFL for five years, trying to make up for some lost time. So probably going to lose him, but we can get a compensatory pick off him probably, so that's not too bad. Got some decision to make on the cornerbacks. You got Jordan Lewis, who's up. Uh, Wuzier's up. Uh, Anthony Brown's here for, for a couple of years. Um, so Xavier Woods is up. I don't know if Donovan Wilson's the answer. Uh, I like the way he hits. Definitely watched him while he was at A&M. And the guy can hit. I just don't know if he's got the fundamentals, if he's good enough fundamentally to be a a stud back there. And that's what we need. We need, we need a... We need a field general back there in the secondary, and we don't have that currently. I don't think Xavier Woods is the answer uh, on that front at all. 
I'm glad to see Randy Gregory back. He uh, seemed to be in some plays. Definitely seemed to have some pressures. Uh, looks good. So glad to see him back. Excited to see what he can continue doing. Hoping he can stay you know, on, on the up and up, honestly. I know he's got some issues mentally. Um, Anxiety is a big deal with him. And I know he was using marijuana for more of the, uh, you know, to help cope with his situations and what was going on. So I'm hoping that we can, he can continue to thrive and that Dallas is giving him support. Obviously, Dallas has not wanted to give up on him. And I think it came, it came down to a situation where they understood where he was coming from. He wasn't doing this just to do it. He was doing it to help himself. He was self-medicating. And while <laughs> the act itself, the drug itself is illegal, I'm here in Texas. Um, you know, hopefully if he can continue to do it in a manner in which will help him. And I don't know, not much on the medical marijuana stuff. I'm sure, I don't know if it's legal here in Texas. I don't really dip too much into the marijuana world. But um, if it is, and I hope he's doing it the right way. If it's not, I hope he's getting away with it and not getting caught doing it. Um, but yeah, I was glad to see him back. So just a couple of observations overall, uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, I personally wrote down that I felt that Ben DiNucci looked like a child playing in a grown-ups game. Just, and I'm not talking about a teenager. I'm talking about a, a six-year-old. He just looked lost, right? And I've already covered that a little bit. Too many gadget plays. Uh, they're trying to be cute and they should have just focused on the strength of the offense, uh, and if that's supposed to be a running team, we should have ran the ball. We should have been more efficient, more effective, and try to come up with different ways to run the ball. Uh, Wildcat, get Danucci off the field. I mean, he's not. No one's going to worry about him. I mean, we heard all day, all week about him being an athlete. I, I didn't see it. Um, maybe at James Madison, at a lower tier school with lower tier talent, perhaps, but not in the NFL. No way. Defense did look better, as I stated. Uh, Van Esch is looking more comfortable. Um, definitely glad to see him taking more of an ownership, uh, a leadership role on that defense because I don't think Jalen Jalen is the answer there. Um, if, if Sean Lee was healthy, I'd actually rather see Sean Lee and Van Esch in there and get Jalen on the bench. Uh, Jalen just doesn't look, doesn't look good. Uh, Diggs is starting to come into his own. We talked about that. I, I seriously think there's some all-pro potential there. We'll see what happens. Uh... And basically, the defense got better, but they yet yet they still played a bad team. Philly's not good. I mean, we saw that on Sunday night. They are not a good team. Carson Wentz is a, a shell of his former self, if, if his former self was even that great. Um, just not. He's not good. He's not elite. Can he get back to an elite status if he ever was? Then, yeah, I think the season he hurt his knee, he was playing at an all-pro level or promo level. Um, but that injury, you know... If I'm not mistaken, at the time it happened, people were saying it was as bad as RG3's. And look how it derailed RG3's career. So uh, he just doesn't look like he's that crisp at passing. It doesn't look like his, uh, you know, his accuracy is great. His velocity on the ball kind of rainbows it. They just made a great play on tracking that ball down to intercept in the end zone. That was amazing on both interceptions, uh, but especially the second one where he just ran the ball down. That was great. Um, not sure if I liked him running out of the end zone. Like, dude, take the take the, take it to the twenty five, um, or take the touchback. But uh, he was able to get it out there, you know, decent. So way past the the touch touchback marker. 
Now, <sighs> Sunday, afternoon game. Pitt's coming. Steelers are coming to town. Only undefeated team in the NFL. Great defense. They've got 10 interceptions. They're limiting quarterbacks to 57% on the completion rate. They're completing 68% of their passes. Uh, I mean, there's really not much else to talk about when it comes to Pitt. I, I think they're going to come in here and it's. This has the potential of any game the house has played this year to be a massive, massive blowout. Um, I can't see how we even hang in this game. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be over by halfway through the third quarter. Um, the only question that we have as Dallas fans is who the hell is starting a quarterback this week. I know on Tuesday everyone's worried about who's, who's going to be the president. I'm worried about who's playing quarterback for Dallas. Like, what the hell's going on there? Uh, we brought Cooper Rush back. Uh, okay. We're going to move on from Danucci. Apparently he's been benched or demoted. Understandable. After watching that game on Sunday. And then we've got Garrett Gilbert. Now, we've been through the Cooper Rush rodeo. He was a backup here. We saw him in some preseason games. Um, doesn't excite me. Doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, uh, I'll be more inclined to watch, be entertained, and be in, into the game. Watch some of his highlights from the defunct football league from last year. And, uh, you know, you're not going against NFL talent by any means, but you're going against some guys that have played in the NFL or had potential to play in the NFL at some point. And he was he was throwing the ball pretty decently. Um, seemed to be able to move up in the pocket. Kind of a bigger guy. Um, saw him do some running plays, surprised by his you know little bit of speed that he has. He's not going to blow anyone away. Um, probably comparable to a Romo-type speed. Um, but definitely not as elusive as Romo in the pocket. He's a much bigger man than Romo was. Or Romo is. I'm saying Romo was like he's dead. But no, this guy's a lot bigger. Um, I would say he's more like a Big Ben-type body, if you will. Uh, but I've seen the Cooper Rush show. And I don't want to pay for a ticket again. I don't want to see Cooper Rush play. So I'm all for... Garrett Gilbert getting the start. I don't know how much Mike McCarthy and team's going to listen to me, um, but I would definitely recommend if they were going to, and they said, Lenny, let me ask you a question. Who do you want to start? Who do you want to have start on Sunday? I would say, Mike, listen, let's throw Gilbert out there, see what the hell he's got. What do we have to lose? Really, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, are we just looking at a draft pick? I mean, Seriously. Are we just looking at a draft pick? Because I don't want to win any more games. You know? I just I don't see the sense of winning any more games. And honestly, I don't think we even have to try to lose. I think we're just going to organically lose games. Uh, I don't see the defense getting that much better. Yes, they looked far better than they have, perhaps since the game, the first game of the season against the Rams. But they were playing a bad team, as we've stated before. A bad team. Philly's horrible. Uh, But you you can only play who's on the schedule. And, I mean, they rose to the occasion. They looked a lot better. But um, if 
Dallas is the tank. I just wonder what direction they're going to go in. Do we think, honestly, that the Jones family seriously sits back and thinks, like, dude, do we need to keep Dak? Can we afford to keep Dak? That's the question. I don't think it's a question of do we want to keep Dak when it comes to just, like, his intangibles. He's a leader. That team, that team thrives on him. They love him. You can see, you can just see the how engaged he is with everyone offensively, defensively. When he got hurt, the, the concern that was on the defensive players' faces, the offensive players' faces. You know, Dalton gets hit, people are walking away like, okay, well, who's next? And there's no concern for Dalton whatsoever, from what I saw. But uh, generally, with, with Dak, there were some, there was tears, there was concern, there was like, what the hell are we gonna do next? Um, but in the same respect, I mean. You can be the greatest leader in the world, but this is a business. And in a sport in which the salary cap is probably dropping next year, signing him to a franchise tag and giving him 37, 38, whatever the cap's going to be next year, or whatever the tag's going to be, that's a lot of money, guys. And when you've got Cooper making what he's making, D-Law, Zeke, uh, you know, you're going to lose some people. You have to make some decisions. Um... Like we studied, we talked about Alden Smith like signing him. That'd be great, but what's he going to want? Can we afford him? We got Gallup coming up. Uh, I know Cooper's contract or his, his uh, situation is only for two years. I mean, they're only on the books really for two years on, on Cooper's deal, but he's still getting paid next year. I don't know if CeeDee Lamb's ready to take over and be that number one. Um, and then you got Gallup. Like, what are teams, teams going to offer Gallup in the offseason? Remember with Terrence Williams? Terrence Williams took a, a nice a nice uh, cut to stay here, but in hindsight, is Gallup better than Williams? I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say considerably better than Williams. And with that being said, he's probably going to be offered more money than Williams was going to get outside of the Cowboys. So probably going to wind up losing him unless you do something. Um, offensive line, is it time to, to take – is it time to get Tyrone Smith's replacement? Because we sure to hell know it's not Terrence Steele. Um, Brandon Knight was looking decent for an undrafted free agent. Not bad, but he's injured. And I know he's getting his knee scoped, I believe. So um, we'll see if he's coming back. I'd much rather him play than Terrence Steele. They seem to love Terrence Steele. And from what I've heard, he is a good run blocker. But his pass blocking is, is atrocious. And we, I, think, I think we've seen that. I think we've been on the front row of that movie or that concert many a time to see how bad he is in that in that <laughs> in that mode of offense. I think we've got our, our center for the future. I think Beatish is the right choice, the right answer there. Um I did read that he is a uh, Travis Frederick is his mentor, which is, you know, not a bad mentor to have if you're gonna play center in the NFL. So glad to see that's going on. I'm glad to see he's got some Somebody that knows what the hell they were doing and did it at a very high level, kind of coaching him and, and, and being there for him when he's got questions, comments, concerns. So I'm glad to see that. Uh, but this, uh, Connor Williams, what the hell's going on with him? Uh, Connor McGovern can't even get on the damn field. I mean, what? <laughs> how bad is this guy that you can't get him on the field? I, I, don't, I don't understand. 
either Garrett and them are just way off on them and McCarthy realizes he's a bust, or he's pissed the people off in the McCartney coaching tree. I don't know. I don't know, but he's not even out there. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It's been a disappointing year. Um, when you think about everything that's going on with COVID, um, in this country still being far apart when it comes to race, uh, killer hornets, military thrown out, videos of UFOs, the killer hornets are back. Uh, COVID's starting to go crazy again. Um, death rate seems to be down, which is a good thing, because uh, it either means two things, either the human body is starting to be able to defend itself against the virus, or the medical situation has gotten so much better that they know exactly how to get to it. Now, if people start getting it like crazy again, can the hospitals keep up with them? Then it could be a problem again. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just done to be. I'm just ready to be done with this year. <laughs> Hopefully, move into a much better situation in 2021. So, it's about all I had for tonight, guys. Um, like I said to begin in the beginning, I'm going to really try to get this out a lot earlier. Um, you know, again, this is just this is something I do for fun. I enjoy it. It's. Uh, not the best content. I don't have the best equipment by any means, but it's fun. I enjoy it. And um, if you listen, you listen. If you don't, you don't. But that's good. I, it's a topic that I, I personally am very passionate about, and that's, that's Dallas Cowboy football. So all of you stay safe out there. Um, take care of yourselves, your family, your loved ones. And we will talk again next week. Thanks a lot for listening to Post Game Adjustments.